When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to Footballistic, the Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Psychic Josh is here. Hi, Josh. Boy, it's great to be here. How are you? I am very well. Thank you. And we're joined by a staunch regular Jim East Lower. Hi, Jim. Hello. Good evening. Good evening and welcome. Um, lots to discuss. Well, there's uh, Oxford v Arsenal, the uh, FA Cup game the other night in which we triumphed 3-0 eventually after the, the most boring first half of football in uh, recent history. Um, you were there, weren't you, Josh? I was there, yes. A you were at the three-sided ground. I was at three-sided ground, very close to our friend Mark Pugach, who we were we were messaging uh, yeah. during the game, where we were on our, our little Twitter thread. Um, strange environment to be at in terms of the... Uh, three-sided stadium and there were fans on top of a yeah. parked vehicle watching the yeah. game it was really really strange yeah. did you see it that was they shown on tv yeah they, they did show it on tv did you see that jim yeah they yeah, i did yeah they, yeah it, was, it looked like a, a nice a very small party but a good fun party yeah exactly yeah um we've got that to discuss uh and we've got the uh north london derby of course sunday 4 30 to discuss We'll spend more time than usual in the prediction section, the the unique prediction section of the podcast. Josh? Boyd, how have you not mentioned that you were hanging out with all the big hitters? I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. That's, I was leaving it to last. I was leaving the big, you know. Oh, like, you know, I'm excited to hear all of yeah, it. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. First of all, shout out to Zach, who, as I was leaving the venue last night where they had this launch of the Arsenal, the new Arsenal artwork, stadium artwork, which is where I was. It's a yeah, lovely guy because that came up to me and thanked me for the poly- for the podcast, said how he much enjoys the podcast, and how even though there are 59 other Arsenal podcasts, ours is the best. That's what he said. I mean, who can argue with him? Frankly. Who was this, Zach? 
It was just a nice guy. I don't know. I don't know. He did tell me his full name, but obviously I instantly forgot his name. But boy, all the people there are big hitters like you. Did you ask what he did? What does that do? Do you know what I should have done? Um, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I was. I was very sorry. Yeah. Um, but I ordered an Uber, so I was kind of had to get get the, get in the car. So um, yeah. Uber so, Uber Lux yeah. for you, Boyd. I know. No, Uber are. Basic. Uber Basic. I'm I'm a man of the people. Yeah. Um, uh, but it was fantastic. Yeah. So it was. You must have heard of it, Jim. They've they're basically. Um, they've got rid of the big mural at the emirates which has been there since 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 it was created of the backs of those of the legendary players which has always been a very striking um artwork i think and then around the other bits of the stadium there've been other kind of similar pieces and they commissioned all these new artworks um the uh, the actual artist jeremy Della was involved um and they had loads of consultation uh with lots of fan groups and uh, podcasts uh, we weren't in the consultation, but you know, there we go. It's fair enough. And uh, lots of ex-players, lots of people involved, and they and they have created uh, these, frankly, brilliant um, new pieces that are going to go. There's one of all loads of supporters' flags. People go on, like, I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast have probably seen it by now. It's on the website. But it was interesting to get Jeremy Deller was there, and they talked a little bit about what he, what he'd done. Um, and just the, the general um, gathering of people, there was, yeah, like, you know, all the legends were there. George Graham was there, Pat Rice, Charlie George, Ian Wright, of course, uh, Alan Smith, Lee Dixon, fresh from commentating on Monday night, um, uh, in which he had a really weird moment of commentary. We'll maybe talk about that later. Um, and John John Wilson, his dad, Bob Wilson, uh, and Martin Odegaard was there. Captain, our Captain Martin Odegaard. And I just and I have to say, I was lucky enough to get a picture taken with him. I chatted for about thirty seconds to a minute, in which I basically said he was brilliant and that everyone loves him. And he's such a lovely guy. He's he he was there for a long time. Like he got there at the beginning of the evening and stayed around for I would say at least a couple of hours and basically had his photo taken with everyone there and had a and a, had a lovely chat with Ian Wright and uh, various other people at various points. But I thought it was brilliant how. You know, fantastic. And I think you could safely say that past Arsenal captains wouldn't necessarily have stayed that long and given that much this occasion than Martin Odegaard did. He he was fantastic. And up close, everyone said, I came back home and I tweeted my picture of him and Instagram. And loads of people were saying, up close, he looks so handsome and striking and like he's so kind of like godlike looking. And it is true, close up, very, uh, very special about Martin Odegaard. Yeah. So that was my thing, basically. Not too fine a point on there did seem to be a bit of swooning going and on. annoying. There was it was quite swoonsome. Yeah, it was quite <laughs> swoonsome, Jim. I have to say. Yeah, yeah. You should have been there, Josh. By the way, I was only invited. I I got there. I, I wasn't invited properly from from this podcast or anything. I, I was there representing my friends' sports uh, culture and fashion magazine, Circle Zero Eight. So it was. Uh, so that's how I got in. But yeah, you should have been there, Josh. Lots of your people were there. I think lots of uh, Anne Smith was there. And, what know, do you mean by your people, people, boys? You got to be careful with terminology you know, like got... that in this day <laughs> Your your footballing, you know, some of your people you work with, you know, many times were there. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't get the nod. No, didn't get didn't get the invite. Maybe could have orchestrated one, but um, I, as it was, wasn't available anyway. Um, last uh, night, it was my daughter's second birthday, which was an exciting yeah, that's more uh, event uh, in this household. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, there you go. But I, I'm I'm excited by it, and it, it sounds like it's gone down really well, boy. There was a good atmosphere there. Yeah, I think it has. 
Really good atmosphere, yeah. I think it has. Yeah, if, if people are really excited about it. So there's one I should say. Uh, by, uh, Paul Davis was there. I, want, I had a long, nice chat with Paul Davis and his son, a uh, lovely guy's son, because obviously previous guests on the podcast, and he he was uh, he was great. I had a nice chat with him. But the the the, the one artwork that I haven't finished yet and they couldn't show us in a proper kind of big size, is they've got like a 700 fans to um, send them their likeness um, in Arsenal kit. And they've got all of these these 700 fans on a huge, big uh, artwork. And I am one of them. I'm lucky enough to be one of them, yes. Um, I think maybe You had to on... send in a photo. Yes, yes. So you had to send in a photo of yourself in um, Arsenal kits of some kind, Arsenal garb. Yeah, and it, uh, so they had like a. Um, Do you own Dermot anything that isn't sup- there's no supreme? <laughs> yeah, they weren't yeah, happy just to. No. I wore the current the black away the, the fantastic black and gold away away kit, but um, they had the uh, all the artworks like quite massive reproductions. All the artworks that are going to be huge uh, veiled at the at the Emirates. Um, I guess this weekend. I think there's a Arsenal women's game that, that, there, um, but. Um, the one that wasn't finished yet is the one with all us fans' faces in it. And but they did have a quite a small reproduction on one. And I literally took about an hour to find myself on the uh, on this reproduction. And there I was. I, I saw Dermot quite quickly, but eventually I found myself. I was literally down. There was like a handful of us who were all trying to find ourselves on the this image of seven hundred fans. But I found myself. So yeah. Is it divided by club level and those of us that sit sort of lower tier? Are you, is there a special club no. level section that you're in? No. 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 Okay. It's Good. all together. I thought I'd be with Derma. I thought it'd be like Derma and our gang, you know, Dan and Omitsu, the Baldwins, et cetera. Uh, but no, and we've all been separated, I think. So I couldn't actually find the others who who, who, who we go together. Um, but uh, it, sounds, it was very exciting it, to see you. It sounds a little bit like Where's Wally kind of opportunity when you go to the It was very Where's Wally. Board. It was 100% Where's Wally, and everyone was commenting that it was Where's, where's Wally, and it was slightly embarrassing that I was there, you know, kind of trying to find myself and the Baldwins and Proudy out, a whole little gang, yeah. But there's, there's a little celebrity bit because um, Dermot is a few feet, a few spaces above Matt Lucas. I did notice that um, quite closely, yeah. So you got asked to be in that on what grounds, point? I think you had to, be, just as a veteran um, fan who's been going to most uh home games yeah i think i think according to i spoke to tim stillman the, the man the legend he said that um people invited to take be there had to have a, a certain number of games under their belt i don't know i don't think they uh when it came to us i don't think they particularly calculated that uh i mean i have been to lots of games since i was since i was a wee lad um but yeah they just invited lots of you know prominent and i think at, at some point they asked fans they must have been in the program to get involved as well but I don't remember seeing that. I love to chat to Bob Wilson, his wife. His wife was asking me what, when, how old I was when I first went to Arsenal. Though I'd seen Bob playing live, which I, which I didn't. But um, I certainly remember watching him on TV in the early seventies. Anyway, this is this horrendous self-aggrandizement of myself has to stop. Um, if you've got any other questions about last night, send them to me now before we move on to our um, intense analysis of the Oxford game. Jim, anything you want to ask me about last night? I'm just going to have to find a, a, a rough approximation of myself on that mural and then pretend it's me because I definitely was not invited. Oh, uh, yeah. You could do that, yeah. did that sound fun, work. though. And that they, and they look amazing. Work. I have to say, I, was, I, was, I wasn't quite sure what to expect before they were unveiled. And there's that kind of thing where you always think someone's going to hate it. But I think pretty universally, everyone thinks they're superb and, yeah. and they're going to look really, really, really good when they're up. 
Yeah. In the video, they made a video of like the the kind of making of it and the consultation process. Absolutely fascinating. Like, you know, loads, including like, in fact, Tim Sturman was one of the people there. But all of these like fans in, in the Emirates in a, in a room kind of being asked what they think should be on the artworks. It just show you how how fan engagement does actually work. And I spoke to actually to Tim Lewis. Is it Tim who's the, on the board? You know, the um, and he was very much, he was saying he, he, they really did go full on in consulting fans with this one. He was like, this was our opportunity to really engage. They did. Yes, and sure. they also spoke to ex-players. I, I know that. Yeah. Some of the former players that were engaged and, and asked for their opinion. And it, it all comes back to trying to do things in the Arsenal way and do it with class. And it looks like they've they've really managed it. And a number of fans, I know from speaking to say Tim Payton, that they, you know, they've been regular. This is many months of work, of acknowledging that they can do. And that's exciting. And isn't it a brilliant bonus that they can do this at a time and put it out there when we're top of the table? Because it wasn't always going to be this way. There was a World Cup. like The World Cup was an actual time to go away and do this work and we'll come back and get it out. Like How brilliant that it's um, you know being done at a time where goodwill towards a club is is, as good as it can be. And, uh, yeah, the happiness factor is is high. Completely. My favorite is there's there's what the best I think my favorite one was there's one of um of Highbury of the old Highbury with all the different kind of legends looking out from I don't know if you've seen that bit that George Graham's Arson Arson knows is there Arson Wenger looking out and Ian Wright's in that bit because Ian Wright famously stood looking out the window kind of bonding with the fans at one point and that is a brilliant brilliant um, image that that whole that bit of it that was fantastic um, so yeah it is really impressive they, they did a very good job um, I also I love that, how yeah, Oh, sorry, on, sorry, yeah. Boyd. I was just going to say no, that no. the one where it says, um, you know, this is North London, uh, I think is the one that you see when you're yes. coming into London on the train, which I think is clever. That's right, exactly. Yeah, completely, yeah. That looks really good, yeah. Yeah. I tried to, uh, I asked about three or four people whether we're going to sign Mudrick any time now, and um, I think we might. I think we might. I think that's, that seems to be the yeah. situation. I, I want to come on to that in a second. I talk, what did you chat to Odegaard about? Let's go back to... My 30 to 60 seconds with Odegaard were um, basically me saying how brilliant he is and him nodding away very politely. Um, did you have a question, boy? Did you get a question in? Um, no. Oh, you weren't so fanboying. Come on. Of course, I was boy. I can't. I can't. I've told you. I can't but keep it. Go with a question, boys. No, I did ask him a question, which was this lame question: Are you looking forward to the Tottenham game on Sunday? Good <laughs> to which question. he said. To which he kind of went. Oh, he kind of looked at me and he went, "Yes, of course, yes," <laughs> like that. And that was about it. That was about the level of our communication. Um, okay. But yeah. So did he have kind of have a mind then, or did he? Did you just have to swoop in? Did he have people you know what? Sort of, he, um, ushering people hey, in? Joe you know, Kate Kate Lorenz, who's um, one of the Arsenal, one of the top Arsenal press uh, people, was doing a very she very light touch looking after him. He didn't really have there were no like heavy as far as I can make out bodyguards. It was very he was very um, informal and relaxed. Yeah, she she in fact Kate took a photo took the photo of me. Now Kate basically I'm eternally grateful for because she will always take a photo of me in whichever uh, Arsenal person I try and muscle in on. Yeah, so she was thank I, huge thanks to her for taking that photo. Yeah, but no, he was like at one point in fact I think he he kind of strolled off and had a chat with Ian Wright or something and. Um, and you know, kind of left left Kate where where she was or whatever. It was at one point there was a chat chat between George Graham, um, Charlie George, and I think and another legend legend maybe Lee Dixon, one of those people, one of Graham, one of George's classic. There's a brilliant back back four raising their hands bit 
of that artwork that I mentioned. And I stood next to him trying to, li- just literally trying to nose in on what the hell, you know, what's George Graham talking about? Um, and sure enough, he was talking about the current team, you know, and he was just saying how fantastic they are and how exciting it all is. So, yeah, George is still a huge fan. He was looking very well, I thought. That is enough. Anyway, surely, looking- surely I can't bang on anymore mm, about this. I don't uh, know, boy, though. Uh, it's been a good, <laughs> I mean, a good, a good effort. Um, yeah. So do you know... We don't know yet where you're, you are, like you don't know which gate or anything like I that. I don't. So where you I don't, are they may, around the stadium. I don't know for sure, but I may. that's maybe because I haven't really fully um, investigated that. But no, I'm not sure yet. All I do know is that's the last bit that's, that's ready. Um, yeah, oh, that is the last bit, yeah. Remember Who You Are is the name of that bit I was talking about, about the hybrid with all them poking, peeking out of um, of the marble halls back in the day. Invincible is, is very good. That's with all the kind of classic players, men and women, holding their trophies. That's a really good um, image, kind of quite dramatic. And the fans bit is called, what's the fans bit called? That is called... Oh, I can't remember that's called. Anyway, yeah, that's that's a really good bit. So. Okay. Yeah, there was so, such a lovely photo of George Graham standing by, like, pointing at the bit where he's in, and yes. Alan Smith as well, pointing where... You know, he is, uh, you've got, you know, Dave Seaman, just all of them being there to like point out where they are. Like, yeah, now, exactly. hopefully forever uh, inscribed on the sort of the outside of the of the stadium. So it's, uh, it's lovely, isn't it? You know, this You're is right, what you yeah. think of doing things the awesome yeah. way, doing it, doing it with class. And uh, I think a lot of people just enjoy walking around the stadium, you know, and, and being able to sort of go and watch yeah. and have a look at it all properly. So yeah. good old Arsenal. We are, we can be proud of, mm. uh, of the work. Oh, Jack Wilshire was there as well. I just, I just, and Edu, Edu had a lovely, uh, was having a lovely chat with Ian Wright. I saw it on point. I got a nice, got a nice chat with Ian Wright. Anyway, that is enough. That is enough. Let's move on <laughs> to current Arsenal. Cause Jim's here. I mean, Jim, we haven't had your verdict on current Arsenal. Uh, here's my thing. Here's my first question about the uh, Oxford game, which is that I do think it's slightly exposed the big drop between the first team, the whole of the first team, and then as soon as you kind of drop any of them, really. I mean, the midfield was the main one that he he changed, didn't he? Because he retained the front three, I guess, presumably, because there's no other options in attack almost. But the midfield, certainly for about the first 45 minutes to an hour, was almost non-existent, I thought. And that 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 was a bit telling. I mean, we did win the game in the end, but I thought that was slightly worrying. What did you think? Yeah, I I, I mean, it wasn't a good half. And, and you know, people start on, on Twitter, which is always a kind of an amplifier for these things people start you know complaining about it but to be honest i think we were always going to win that game we probably didn't need to play full tilt for the 90 um but yeah it was a strange game i think there was a few people that had the chance to show their metal or show their worth and and maybe lokonga was the one that probably did that the least i thought Vieira came came mm. really good in the second half he was a, a bit anonymous in the first he wasn't the only one was he um in the second half no. i think he showed he showed the potential of, of what what could be in there when he yeah, maybe he's He's only been here, what, six months minus a World Cup. It's not exactly time to panic. And, and I thought he really, those two um, assists were really fantastic from him. So I agree. We we look a bit like um, Smith Rowe coming on was great because that means we've got that extra option there. Um, but you can see why they're looking for reinforcements for sure. Yeah. What was it like, Josh, for you? Like, I mean, it, I, I, I was quite surprised that he did pick. He picked a pretty strong team, didn't he, really? Um, Much stronger than I imagined when we were sort of travelling down. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't. 
I'd said last week that I hope that I really see a few youngsters involved and will Matt Smith get any minutes for the football club um, at any point? Um, he wasn't even on the bench. And we we named the podcast after, you know, Butler Odegeji and he did make the bench, but obviously didn't even get on the pitch. And I just, I, it did seem a slight shame that you're playing very average um, mid-table league one opposition and you still couldn't quite find the opportunity to give minutes to um, some of those younger players. Is there hangover from the Nottingham Forest defeat in the cup last year and the embarrassment? Um, possibly, and maybe that's why he went, you know, slightly stronger. Or maybe he's just, you know, big believer in momentum and winning and having that confidence going into the um into North London Derby. So I I'm I, I have to agree. I mean, the the first half was incredibly dull. It was fun being in a way end with a small number of people at a new um a new ground and you know keeping an eye on the seven or eight guys who were standing on top of a, a Range Rover just just buying the goal and how they were getting on. Uh but the actual football was was pretty forgettable in, in that first I thought I thought Vieira was miles off it. I, I couldn't remember a mm. sort of more ineffective 45 minutes from an Arsenal player. But yeah he did his gym uh, said turn it around a second half and and sort of redeem himself with a uh, a couple of key moments um in the game and yeah we've got to take the positives i guess we did see marquinhos was very very short of, of time um this season and yeah smith throw is is the obvious highlight even though again his you know there were moments where he, he looked like someone that hadn't played football in, in several months and his, his touch and and everything else but um you know Let's um, you know, let's forgive him for that because of how long he's been out. Mm. I think we've got to give credit to Granite Xhaka because as soon as he came on, that's it. Yeah. The tempo, something about it felt quicker, more energy, and just had a, just his influence on on the pitch. And it it literally was. A couple of minutes later, we got our first, and you know, the second and third quickly followed. So, yeah, I think credit to, to Granite Xhaka for the impact he had when he came on. There was a there was a bigger uh, Mohamed El Neni. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the videos, the, the twist and shout. It's a, a song that has yeah. followed him really for, for many years, but doesn't really get the airtime that, that many other songs did. But it was it was about 10 minutes worth of, uh, of Nelneni loving after he did score yeah, his goals, nice. um, which I think was uh, possibly our the, the highlight from the away end of the uh, um, Shake It Elneny. So that was, uh, that was certainly something to, uh, to enjoy. Um, hmm. I saw Gareth the Bear Parker. We had a long halftime, nice. halftime chat, which was a, a another highlight. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a nice little away trip. And and you turned down my offer of an away trip to sorry Leicester today, right. Boyd. I'm a little oh, bit no. offended. I, no, I no. thought I'll be well organised and get you the tickets. Sorry, the yeah. offer to drive and. I, I don't know what you know. I know you're a busy guy with a busy social diary, but you couldn't have turned it down quick enough. It's, it's it's a friend's birthday, yeah. Sorry on that no. day. But anyway, but as Jim pointed out, more importantly, I think Lekonga was an example. I don't I don't want to be too negative, but he he did not he didn't exactly grab his chance, did he? Um, you know, he was kind of notably ineffectual. Or in fact, you know, at one point I'd forgotten he was even playing because he was kind of wasn't really doing much. It's hard, isn't it? I think Jim for someone like that who must know. I often think with these kinds of players. That are in the that are not in the first team and aren't ever picked, never get any minutes at all like him, unless there's an injury. That they know psychologically they're not fancied by the manager, and that must affect things. I, I do feel sorry for him, but he's not. I don't know one if he's ever going to come good and justify the you know what we paid for him. 
No, I, I think it is always hard for players when they're not playing to be expected to come in and hit the ground completely running. And obviously, if you can, then you've got you've got a chance. But I do. I also have sympathy with anyone like that because he you know, he started his career at Arsenal. What was it last season? Started it pretty well, mm. and since then hasn't really had too much of a look in. And um, and yeah, I suppose he does wonder what he's got to do to. But maybe maybe a bit more than that. It, it is hard though because you, you you know that's the your very limited opportunity and um, and uh, the the pressure on him to to perform is big. But that's football and it's it's kind of ruthless like that. I don't think it's about whether he reckons he's fancied. It's it's just um, uh, I think if if he you know if he I think Arteta is not it's not like he doesn't give players chances. He does, but um, definitely at the moment he's pretty far down the pecking order, and and that performance didn't help, unfortunately for him. I, I think he probably, if we had more numbers, uh, we he'd probably have, have gone off on the loan by now, but we don't. So he's yeah. he's there for a reason in a sort of uh, no man's land in a way. And Vieira did come good, didn't he? It's true, though. Yeah, he's he's his first. He kind of he seemed to suddenly turn it on. Once he got into the pace of the game, maybe his Oxford players are slightly tired a bit, but he he did really well. I think once he once he started to play well, I think his touches. Arteta said when he joined, you watch this guy; he's got a fantastic, you know, fantastic yeah. touch, fantastic future, and and I think his technical ability is really not in question at all. But um, you know, he's still really young; he's pretty slight, and he probably needs to um, have a bit more you know adapting time and uh, and um but I think he showed that there's something there for sure that's why I spent 35 million on him and um that whipped in cross was just lovely that pass for Nketiah were were really really good moments so I hope I hope that means he can get a bit more a few more minutes than he's had so far because like any of these players he needs them um but yeah it was it was nice to see after his first half for sure yeah, so yeah he is incredibly slight isn't he i mean he's not just like a bit yeah. slight. he's like a, a he's like a tiny little kind of skinny no he really is guy. He, he's like he's just come out of the academy type type yeah. build so i guess that's something he's got to work on um yeah but he's he's certainly his technical bit is mm. really fantastic so uh, that was lovely to see hopefully i'll give him a bit of a boost and Eddie did well, didn't he, Josh? I mean, he's, you know, I don't think we can really complain, can we, how, how he's played since since the injury to Jesus? No, we uh, we definitely can't. He's been amongst the goals. And what can you ask of a striker about being, you know, uh, among the goals? His finish for the third in particular was, was just lovely and composed and chipped and, and confident. And... The noises coming out about Gabriel Jesus and his return date have not been as positive in the last week as I think no. many of us would have would have hoped. And there is perhaps a, a feeling or an acceptance that this is going to go a little bit longer than, than we first hoped. And, and that puts obviously more responsibility on on Eddie. But so far, every game he's delivered, even that Newcastle game we spoke about it, where we you know obviously didn't score, but he you know held up the ball well. He's looked so much stronger than he has in the in the past, and he did fashion you know, opportunities kind of for himself. So, yeah, he he delivered again, obviously, against, you know, uh, probably the weakest opposition he'll, he'll face this season in, in terms of the Oxford defence. But he stood up and he delivered and he scored two lovely goals. And he looks confident. He looks yeah. happy. And, uh, yeah, we've, we've got to be happy with that, really. It's just a shame about the draw, hey? The Man City away. Yeah. yeah, it's quite depressing, isn't it? <laughs> just make the whole thing. Although, you know, Southampton beat them last night, you know. Uh, in the in the league cup, you never know. But just the, just playing them, I hate that whole playing them like three times in you know in fairly quick succession. It's a bit worrying, isn't it, Jim? How do you feel about that? Yeah, 
it's, it's just so annoying that we haven't played them yet because of yeah. obviously the post postponement and like you say it's um uh, and we need to get one get one of those games um uh, under our belt now so it's, it is annoying so i hate that kind of draw quite early in the competition i mean i know that's it's the nature of it but um it will be very tough i'm really loving watching eddie at the moment though i completely agree with that i think um i think some people you know, maybe have made their mind up about him, but actually I think he's proving a lot of people wrong. He's really fantastic understudy. If you can get, have an understudy that scores six in six or whatever it is, yeah. you can't get much better than that. And um, so, yeah, he's he's really enjoying his football. looks great and and doing pretty much everything he can. So uh, long may that, we need him. We desperately need him. So long yeah. may that last. Yeah, I think I was one of those people who made up my mind about him and I was wrong. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and now it's like, and I do think, I mean, we should talk about this because, you're right, Josh. Arteta in the, in, in the post-match interview said that, um, remind us that Jesus is going to be out for months and months, he said. Um, and I was like, oh, hold on. That's that's longer than was originally we were originally told. Months and months takes us to basically the end of the season almost. So I don't, I don't think we can even, you know, I don't think we can even necessarily hope, hope and expect him to be back before then, which is which I think puts the whole... You know, because we've only got one striker now. I mean, that's that is one and one who essentially is a backup striker anyway. So I do think we should be going out. And I know Mudrick, I think, will happen. That's what I get the sense that in the next few days or so. But he's not a centre forward. And, um, you know, maybe we, should, we might have to get someone back who's on loan. I don't know how easy it is. You know, Balogun's doing brilliantly, isn't he? Have you seen, you know, for Reims in France, um, eight goals, two assists. In 15 appearances, I think he's like the third highest um, performer forward in, in in the league. That's pretty incredible. We should just get him back, shouldn't we? Can we get him back? How does it work? Do you know, Josh? I don't know the truth on the on the right. Balogun situation. I don't know if we can record him. I, I, it's a it's a really good question because you you do agree, you do have to say one more injury to Inketi, and it it would be a problem. From what I understood, was told we were very keen on Jao Felix. Obviously, he has gone to Chelsea, but there was a yeah. huge effort from from the Arsenal hierarchy to bring him in, which again gives you a thought that, that there is an acceptance there about being a little bit light in in that area of the pitch. However. We should be hugely enthused, I think, that if we bring, you know, Mudrick in, and I think the talk of tomorrow, so who knows when this podcast is going out, but, you know, fingers right. crossed, it it does get um, across the line in, in the coming days. And, you know, hopefully rather than just flirting with Arsenal on Instagram, he can put a photo up of him in an Arsenal shirt and legit. And, you know, rather than going to get Butler or Jay-Z on the back of your shirt, boy, you can go and get go and get his name on. That would be a yep. lovely yep. moment. Will you get his name on your shirt, do you think? Oh uh, yeah, I'd go Butler or the Deji first. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, Butler or the Deji first, and then you're going to get Madrid. So. Yeah, you know, I like. To, I'm, I'm going with, with the. I like the cult figure that uh, Butler or the Deji is. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, everyone's going to get Madrid shirt. I mean, that's going to be like you know the first thing that happens, isn't that? That's what I'm so like, you sign. You, you'll be queuing at the armory. Yeah, I'll be there <laughs> first, in the middle of them. I'll be like, get. no, yeah. You, I'm the one on the outside of this stadium. Get out my way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The, the contract is an interesting one I, I, because, like, I, I think you rarely get a recall, do you, when someone's playing well? Because otherwise, what's the point for the for the team that signs him to think that they could just lose it, lose lose that player? You know, for that reason, it's probably harder than you think. It only tends to happen if that player's. I don't know, not playing at all, and it's some mutual, yeah, some kind of mutual agreement. You don't look if someone's flying, and then we, we just turn around and say we, we want him back. I know he's our player, but I'm not quite sure it's that straightforward. I think, yeah, I was just I, actually funny enough. I'm just looking it up now, and um, Talk Sport did a piece um, yesterday 
where they said Arsenal have reportedly decided against recalling him, but they could. We certainly could if he wanted to in, in January recall him. So it's kind of like there are no plans to do so, but we could. And I guess it does, yeah, it, it's how, how, you know, Reams would be furious, presumably, if we did, or they wouldn't be happy about it because he's playing really well for them. So it's a, it's a tough balancing act, isn't it? But if it was up to me, I'd fucking recall him tomorrow, I have to say. Unless they've got a secret, you know, striker there, they're investigating and trying to buy as well, which could could be the case. But we have we don't seem to be linked with many other strikers. Um after the Jao Felix situation seems to have resolved and he's going to Chelsea. So but we'll see. We'll see. We should take a break. And after this, let's um let's see what we think is gonna happen against in the North London Derby on Sunday. See you after the break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back uh, from the break. Um, yeah, I'm slightly. I we've got the North London derby coming up, Jim. We've got um, a tough array. We've got Man United. We've got Man City. We've got a really difficult period it, it, for me. Like I'm, I am optimistic. I'm very pleased and thrilled with where we are. Obviously, it goes without saying. But I'm also sl- being a born pessimist as well. I slightly worry that. If we don't get the result against Spurs, then things could go a bit. And if we get one injury or anything, you know, at the moment from that fantastic first team, then things could go slightly pear-shaped. Am I being paranoid and over-worrying? No, I I know exactly where you're coming from, but such is the lot of the football fan. You know, I've always been, I think it's of self-preservation to be marginally pessimistic. So when the good times come, you you can really enjoy them a bit more. But no, I, I think it's inevitable and actually... Although on, on on the plus side, you know, we we played really well at home against Liverpool and Spurs, and um, and so I think we can hold our own really well, and we are more resilient, much more resilient than we were last season. So um, I'm more confident than I would have been, far more confident than I would have been last season. But you're right, three of those in a row um, is it's kind of uh, the make or break is not the right phrase, but it'll certainly be you know come out at the end of that, and it'll be. Um, uh, much better sign as to sort of how healthy we are in terms of whether we can go the whole distance. Because I know a lot of people get excited about being top at Christmas, but I think we'd by that point, because of the World Cup, we'd only played like thirty-eight percent of our games or something. So mm. way too previous to be thinking about that kind of thing. But I do honestly think if we can come out at the end of January um, you know, and ha- ha- had come up well against those three sides, then then you know. That bodes extraordinarily well. Uh, I don't know. Spurs away fills me with absolute fear. It always does every year, however yeah. good they are, however bad yeah. they are. I, it just terrifies me because form goes out the window. Always, always has done, and we haven't won there for what nine years. Um, so yeah, I'm not at all. I wouldn't say I was. I'm not kind of pessimistic about it, but I'm not. I'm neither am I. Enormously confident. Yeah, exactly. And and also, Josh, it feels like Spurs, having been quite terrible for a few weeks, um, suddenly kind of came good in their last game, didn't they? And um, played pretty well. Um, and 
like Son, who'd been in terrible form, started playing well again, and Harry Kane scoring goals again. And I just, I don't, I don't know. It just feels like they're kind of getting into good form just at the right moment for them. And we are, you know, we're we're clear favourites to win to beat them, even though you know we're away and we've, we, you know, and they, and they are starting to play decently at last. Yeah, watching them smash Crystal Palace the, yeah. the other day did feel like bloody hell. We just just went in sort of doom and gloom, and Son can't score, and you know Spurs are just in a in a bit of a, a bit of a hole. They were excellent, really strong, and dominated Crystal Palace. Obviously, they are struggling at the moment, but Spurs Spurs were excellent. The last four years have been so tight, haven't they? I was just mm. looking at this before they finished above us, right? you know, for the last, I think it's six seasons. It doesn't feel like it, does it? They have finished the bars for six seasons. It feels like it's yeah, amazing. None of, <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. don't know. I, it, it's amazing. I mean, I think because we had literally, what, 20, I'm trying to struggle to show, 22 years or some, something like that before then, when it when they didn't mm. finish above us. But in the, in the last four seasons, the point difference has been one, three, one, and two. There's like been nothing between us, right? nothing between between the, the two clubs. And Jim said it, you, you know, we, we, we haven't won there since the 2013-14 season. It's mainly been the home team wins. Certainly we haven't done the double over them in terms of winning home and away since that 2013-14 season. It, it just doesn't seem to matter what we do. We find a way not to take six points um, off them. But let's get this right. We are in as good a position as we've been in for years going to Tottenham. We will be, I don't know officially, but we must be the shortest odds, you know, with the bookmakers that we've been there to, in years to, to win a game. We're like not not much over even money. I think we're about six to five to, to go win the game. So we should go there feeling as, as confident as we can. Our league form is outrageous. And let's not forget it. And putting a Newcastle draw aside of it, you know, the, you know, Man United, Southampton and Newcastle are the only three games we've dropped points all season. It's absolutely madness. Um, going there and winning, I can almost imagine an away end of like, and are you going to believe us? And are you going to believe us? We're going to win the league. That's what it will feel like. I honestly mm. think that the difference of winning and losing on Sunday is absolutely like incredible. And hand on heart, would you take a draw now, boys? Uh, yeah, I'd take a draw, yeah. I take a draw. I was just looking at the league. Yeah, we're eleven points ahead of them with a game in hand, as it is. So I mean, but, but with you know, winning the league in mind, would you take a draw? Um, uh, yeah, because I, I think on on the day, you know, it, they could beat us. Yeah, easily. So a uh, draw, I think a way draw at Spurs is fine. That's just fine in any context, isn't it? For any, you know, Man City might only get a draw at, 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 at Spurs. So I would absolutely take a draw. Yeah, right now. Um, because I fear, because I think we're on such good form. I'm constantly on edge that, you know, one thing will, and even, even though I feel like we're in a completely different place, to, as, as Jim was saying, to previous seasons, I still think mainly because of that, I don't think there's ever, all the stats about, you know, Arsenal, the position of the club at the top of the league at this moment in time, after this many games, you know, after Christmas, et cetera, even with what, what you were saying, Jim, about, you know, with the World Cup, fewer We've played fewer games than we would normally done. I still think I can't rem- think of many teams, cl- clubs that have won the league that have had such a gap between their first eleven choice and anyone else. You know, I feel like Arsenal fans feel that you know viscerally that oh my god, you know, for any of those players, any single one of them, the replacement is just such a big dip 
in quality. And I feel it with Arteta. I can sense it with him as well in his interviews. In you know, I feel like he's he is kind of he wants the 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 board to get him at least you know to get him a couple of new players. I think we're all aware that it's so it could all melt away if 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 we don't maintain this kind of injury. But we you know apart from Jesus, we're doing very very well not having any injuries to those players. So that's my long winded answer to your very good question is I would take a draw. Yes, would you take a draw, Jim? Yeah, no, no, I would to be honest, yeah. J- just because I think a, a draw would be a great result given where we are and. Um, you know, I'm not thinking about winning the league, if I'm honest. It still yeah. feels like a very, very, very long way away. And um, much as I'm loving where we are and the potential of this team, I think um, a draw would be a good result. Honestly, I think it would. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, you know, we're so much better than them that that, that you think, you know, and we, 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 it would be difficult to to kind of come away with, it, to, with a defeat. So we have to, we'd have to, you know, even though they are improving, but you know, if we play anything like our strength, we should at least get a draw. I feel so. Um, it would be a massive blow if we if if they beat us. It, it, it must be said. Yeah. Are you going to the game, Josh? I am most certainly going to the game. I'm I'm extremely excited um, to be going. I, I hope the away end is electric. Going there for the away game last season just felt like we had everything to lose everything to lose on that night come the end of a season and that, you know, and so it proved. And yeah, we did all the things we usually do, uh, unfortunately in this game. Of, yeah. That was such red, a nightmare. Wasn't it? Giving, yeah. giving away penalties and it just being over at half time. And, uh, I, I think I, the occasion, the occasion, yeah, I left on 65 minutes and I yeah. did you? Uh, probably wow. pick a, I cannot remember really doing that uh, any other time in the last few years. But yeah, just mainly because getting away from Tottenham is so horrible at the best of times. And, you know, three nil down and down to 10 men. I thought, um, yeah, I think I actually got home in injury time of the game, which wow. I think was a, a first for me to be able to watch the combination of the game uh, on Sky. Yeah. Um, and obviously see Arteta complaining about the uh, the sending off and, mm. and everything else. So this time it, it isn't the same level of pressure on on Arsenal going to Tottenham. It feels in a way, you know, that there's more pressure on on Tottenham really. If you look at the league table and how far they are at risk of falling behind the you know Arsenal and and everything else they're going, going for this season. So yeah, I, I don't see us losing. I, I feel how it probably ends in a draw, um, but a, a credible draw. So I think, uh, you know, there's been a number of 2 twos over the year. I think this might be another one. So you're going 2 2. That's your official prediction. Okay. Yes. Jim? Yes. Jim, what do you think? Well, it won't surprise you, given what I just said that um, I'm going to go for a draw as well. One all. I think that would be a great result. Honestly, I do. Yeah. Oh, God, how boring. I'm going to have to predict a. Uh, what are you going to go draw? for? Oh, I was thinking a draw as well, um, and I was going to say two-two, but maybe I'll go, I'll go like three-three just to add to the sheer, you know, madness of the occasion. There have been some high-scoring um, games between us, haven't there? And you know, was it five-four at one point? And five, yeah, 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 five-four. We had we had the four-all draw at home when Tottenham yeah. scored some late goals to to come back from four-two. So yeah, there've been some very high-scoring ones over over the years. Where, where are you going to be watching, Boyd? I should be at home, yeah, um, in a state of high stress. I hope with some some friends around, maybe to uh, to watch it, yeah. And Jim, where are you going to be? Uh, well, same with my two boys, and we'll all be in the st- you know probably feeding on off each other's nerves. It won't be a pretty <laughs> yeah. place to be. 
<laughs> no. People, it's one of those, people are already complaining about the referee and the um, the VAR official and all that. They're already finding conspiracies in the uh, in the in, in the appointment of the of the um, officials and stuff. It's all it's all quite ridiculous. But yeah, I don't need conspiracy theories to get no. me worried about this fixture. It just, no. just happens by de- by default. Me neither. By the way, that's what I wanted to mention. There was that weird moment. Sam Matterface in the in the. Did you hear about this, Josh? In the Oxford game, it said in the middle of the match suddenly that Arsenal didn't have any European football this year, and then there was a long period of silence. Lee Dixon, you could sense like him machinations in his mind as the co-commentator, kind of going, "Well, we are because we're still in the Europa Europa League," and eventually went. Like not yet. There's like they're not in the next round, and he kind of just about brought it back. And then Lee Dixon said something like, chuckled to himself and went, "I've just made made a joke to myself and laughed." It was like they were both on on drugs or something. It was quite odd. Anyway, um, just something for you to. I heard. I heard about it. I presume what he meant is that we don't have the next game in Europe in the sense of had we yeah. had the, the extra round of uh, the Europa League that others. Uh, yeah, have got to go and play, but um, oh, it's it's difficult. Lots of life. I know. Boys, you know that. I know. I'm being. I'm being. I'm. I'm uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not being too harsh. It was just. It was more with the weirdness of the whole situation. It was definitely an odd night for co- for, for the commentators on ITV. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was bizarre. But yeah, I certainly didn't say anything to Lee Dixon's face. Obviously, when I saw him last night at the launch <laughs> of the uh, of, of the murals. No. Well, Jim, thanks so much for joining us. We should uh, we should let you go. Uh, we should wrap up. Thanks, Josh. Good luck um, going to that place on Sunday. Um, you can have some of those self-filling beers that they're so proud of, I'm sure. Um, and we will see what the hell happens in that game, and we'll be back to discuss it next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.